you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Gold watch, diamond ring. I ain't missing not a single thing. And cufflinks stick pin. When I step out, I'm gonna do you in. Oof. I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, Tyler, you have no guess. I try to make this uh, work with the brand. With Dapper? It's Sharp Dress Man's Easy Top. Damn it! I fucking I was gonna tell you you should have done that. Yeah. But well, you have to do the obvious part. I'm not gonna do the obvious part. That makes it too easy. Hold on, truck going by. Tyler, give us the intro. Uh, hey everybody, uh, Cigar Noise Boys with me and Dom. We got a special guest this week, my good friend Ian from Dapper Cigars. Uh, welcome, Ian, man. How you doing? You know, thanks for having me. I appreciate <laughs> you guys taking the time. Uh, I know you guys have a very busy schedule and, uh, just want to say, uh, I have an extreme amount of gratitude for being on here today. You don't, you don't no have problem, to lie. No problem. <laughs> Uh, Ian, so I was just at Ohlone Cigar Lounge here in the uh, East Bay in Fremont uh, doing curbside pickup, and uh, Jeb says, what's up? I told him I was doing this with you later, as long as it records, like last week, but uh, he hooked me up with a dapper sticker, so shout out to Jeb. Man, shout out to Jeb, shout out to Ohlone. Those guys are uh, uh, awesome folks, great retailer. If you're in the Bay Area... Ohlone Cigars, Fremont, home of Tesla, home of Ohlone Cigars, legendary people. Elon Musk hangs out there uh, like every afternoon. Free For phenomenal real? place. You're lying. <laughs> no, no, he hangs out there. He uh, <laughs> he smokes weed, though. It's kind of weird. It's like everybody smokes cigars around him. He just like lights up a dube. A dube. A dube. Uh, the devil's lettuce. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we brought uh, we brought Lake Country Cigars brought in Dapper um, maybe a month and a half ago uh, when everyone else wasn't ordering cigars. We were we were bringing in new brands. <laughs> so and we actually just did a reorder. Uh, we had a guy come in and clear us all out of the La Madrena. So we ordered. Love uh, that. Yeah. Pr- appreciate the appreciate you guys out there at Lake Country Cigars ordering during the pandemic of all lifetimes. You guys are supporting, and uh, you know, much love to you guys. You guys are awesome. I mean, I, I obviously have not been in the shop before, but uh, it's on my to-do bucket list. You know what I mean? Appreciate that. Hey, so as long as this podcast records, um, <sighs> Tyler, I know you probably saw it. Cigar Noise Weekly is back. Uh, so for this upcoming week, my segment was doing Edward Forty hands while smoking an El Baracho and El Baracho Maduro. Love it. Because I, I really can't decide between the two. I think I'm leaning more Maduro, but it's it's close for me. Love both those sticks. I appreciate that. Man, we're, you know, I smoke the Maduro a little bit more because I like Broadleaf. Um, just that flavor profile resonates, but we are selling the crap out of the San Andreas, the red uh, band. I don't know what it is due to, but it's like, uh, it's, oh, I think it's probably, I, I haven't looked 
the sales, but it's probably like our number one seller this last quarter for whatever reason. I don't know. Is that what we had that was on back order? It was one of the El Barajos, right? Uh, the uh, Toro in the Maduro was back ordered okay. uh, for a couple months. And um, yeah, we, we just got a shipment in a few weeks ago. And so we started filling that stuff. And then, but for whatever reason, we're almost out of uh, red now. We just had, uh, it was weird. Like, uh, you know, first part of this COVID 19 thing, it was terrible. And uh, the, you know, I think it was like mid March, like about March, what, uh, third week of March, maybe, is when like sales just like, tanked right i'm sure everybody had that because it was very uncertain everybody was getting shut down closed and then you know fortunately it just uh thanks to your movement tyler you guys at lake country started it you started the fire you guys like billy joel you know that's Um, billy billy joel song right it was always burning we didn't start the fire it was always okay um all right sorry bad reference i was trying to pull some music knowledge I want to start with a compliment. Um, a lot of cigar uh, companies have really shitty websites. Um, yours is not one of them. Yours is a really good website. We're moderately shitty. <laughs> no, no. It's, 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 it gives you a lot of information. And uh, so I guess what I want to ask you first is on the Siempre Sungrown. Uh, yes. What is that? What factory is not – or what farm is not disclosed for the wrapper? Is that what that is? You have undisclosed the, on the wrapper that the farm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the undisclosed farm. It's to the left in uh, uh, right outside Esteli. If you just drive north about ten kilometers, uh, it's undisclosed. That's a cool it's name a, for a. Nice. That's a really cool name for a farm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean there's a reason. There's a reason we can't reveal the source of it. Uh, there's actually a legitimate reason. So, you know. which is. What's the reason? Oh my, Tyler. Um, the <laughs> reason is it's classified. Well, no, the it, yeah, I mean, the reason is because some cigar companies, um, you know, they uh, they don't sell their tobacco for other brands, oh. and they they do that for a reason because that their namesake is on the brand. And so uh, we were able to get some of this tobacco. It was really, really great. It was good. And, um, and the condition of using the tobacco was that we could not disclose who it was from. And so, so that's why. Got it. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm pretty sure that any, any uh, Agonorsa product is uh, – you're allowed to disclose that. <laughs> Yeah, I just heard I'm they, don't, sure. they don't sell the wrapper. Well, no, that's filler we're talking. Well, no, the wrapper is undisclosed, but that's from Ecuador. Got it. Anyways, uh, great website, man. Um, Appreciate I'm, that, I'm man. digging it. It's all lies. Is Yeah. We, we made all of it up in traditional uh, cigar fashion. So. All right. Can you Ian. talk to me? Oh, go wait. Go ahead, Dom. No, no. Mine was go not ahead. cigar related. Oh, this is definitely cigar related. But ask yours first because it's going to be a – Ian, we'll have to talk about it for a few minutes. All right. PB&J sandwiches is a staple in America. Uh, what jelly or jam do you pick? And for the peanut butter, do you go the chunky skippy or do you go smooth? So my uh, my uh, youngest boy 
was uh, actually both of my boys had peanut allergies. So uh, I have not had a PB and J in like uh, at least like 13 years, <laughs> 12 years. Uh, but when I was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I would go with the creamy Skippy, the smooth Skippy. And, uh, I would probably go with the traditionally bad for you. Welch's grape jelly, uh, you know, keep it real simple and probably top that off with a beautifully done wonder bread of highest quality. Uh, Blanco, of course. Um, wheat is not an option. With that means white, Dom, Blanco. Yeah, white. No, I was going to say, Wonder Bread is made for PB&Js. I'm sure there's antioxidants in Welch's. There's only Yeah. Juice. And I feel like you have to, it's a, you know, it's a an art really putting together PB&J sandwich. You have to have just enough PB&J so that it doesn't soak through the bread. And uh, you don't want to, you know, put your hands down on it and uh, and it turn into a mess, right? So, uh, and you got to give it the uh, the traditional slice down the middle, uh, you know, at an angle, so you're eating the triangles versus the uh, the straightforward, uh, you know, uh, what do they call that in half, um, not at an angle. I'm at non diagonally. I don't know what is the proper cut for that. No, I think you're right with the uh, diagonal cut. That's the way to do it. My reasoning is different. Though, Just like I, mom. I'm a, I'm a dunker. So we we didn't have Wonder Bread. We had like potato bread. Uh, um, but if you cut it in an angle and you toast the bread ahead of time, dunks nicely in uh, some milk. Tyler, you're freaking uh, out oh, right man. now, man. What's going on? That sounds delicious. Oh, he muted himself. <laughs> For those listening, Tyler is... Uh, he just moved, and he had problems moving a door into his apartment or his house. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Tyler's uh, the only man on earth purchased a new home sans doors. Yeah, uh, provide your own doors. <laughs> it's a new hippie, uh, hippie movement. Just everyone's welcome. This is a man. I, I have no skills outside of loading airplanes. Um. So, but I do offer cigars. Is that your and, pickup line? Um, no, not really. And load your one. airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sound drunk? You've been drinking already? I'm not drunk. No, I said I did the Edward Forty Hands earlier. Just Bud Light, oh, though. Oh, today? I, I, I thought yeah. that was yesterday. No, I did that to prep for this. <laughs> Is it wrong that I'm slightly hurt that I was not asked to be part of this Cigar Noise Weekly thing? Like... I'm like, we're the flagship podcast for Cigar Noise, and like, I was just like bypassed. I'll give you a shout out or something next time. Like, oh yeah, Tyler, my buddy. Yeah. I think I, we talked about this before, but I don't remember. Can you talk about how you started working with um, Noxa and working with um, Gustavo and all those people? No, I can't talk about that today. <laughs> so that's off the Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I probably, uh, I'm not good with dates. Um, so I can't tell you the years and months. It's, uh, try not to keep tabs on that too much, but, um, uh, probably 
I don't know, man. It's probably over five years ago now. I uh, was uh, looking for Connecticut Broadleaf to use in some cigars. And at that time, I was making cigars exclusively at uh, Carreras because I only had a couple cigars, the Cubo Claro Maduros. And, um, uh, you know, obviously there's uh, when you start venturing out and wanting to get other tobaccos, you have to go to the sources of getting those tobaccos and uh, Oliva Cigar or Oliva Tobacco Company, not not Oliva Cigar Company. See, I even make the mistake. <laughs> uh, uh, Oliva Tobacco Company, um, I had basically reached out to them uh, via the uh, the Internet, of all things, right? I, I actually emailed uh, uh, the company and asked if uh, they had any Connecticut Broadleaf available <laughs> and it was etc kind of like a i i guess there's not a lot of people that email them is what i'm thinking i tried that i used a uh aol instant messenger and i haven't gotten a response yet yeah you're like sup <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh uh i got a i got a, a response back from uh, john oliva and uh and basically the it was a who you know, are you nice <laughs> Yeah, well, no, he he could have just been like, uh, you know, I think he got the wrong company or whatever. But he was very nice, and he said, "Hey, uh, you know, Gus Cura is your man down in Nicaragua." There was no phone number. There was no like, you know, take a right off of the main, you know, highway or yeah. There was no. It was just basically that. So they it was kind of like. They said, "Go to Coheffer at noon. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be there with the table." Yeah. Organized well, well, in a certain way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and, you know, oddly enough, when I was going down there initially to Esteli, uh, one of my friends there, Gonzalo Puente, excuse me, he uh, uh, he was uh, – he is the factory manager, production manager, blender over at uh, Carreras. His girlfriend owned Coifer. Oh, okay. And uh, her name was uh, Minoska. And uh, she uh, owned Cohefer back when it was. Uh, had, did you ever see Cohefer when it was at the different location? No. Um, okay, so Cohefer used to actually be a different location, and uh, it was right, you know, kind of next to where the uh, the the center of town is or the church. Okay. It's right off of the right there, and it was uh, the entire restaurant was in a patio, and okay. um, you know that's actually I think that's where I also met. A few, a lot of people. I met a lot of people at Cohefer because it was one of the only places to uh, to eat really down there that uh, people would frequent. And uh, I actually never saw Gus at Cohefer <laughs> uh, in all the years that I'd been going there. And but Gus, but Gus probably saw you, but he, you just he, never saw him. <laughs> he probably did, and uh, and I never met him or I never saw him through any of that. Um, matter of fact, the only guy from Oliva that I had met, uh, back then, I believe was Renee. Um, okay. and, uh, but everybody else, um, I, I'd met and seen through Gohefer, just not Gus. Uh, when I was down there, um, you know, I, I probably went down there a, a couple months, um, after John had said, Hey, you got to talk to Gus Cura. <laughs> and, uh, I, I asked Gonzalo, I said, hey, uh, do you mind dropping me off at, uh, at Oliva Tobacco? 
to talk to Gus. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Gus. You know, everybody knows Gus down in, uh, in Esteli and Nicaragua. But beyond Esteli and Nicaragua, everybody pretty much knows him in the cigar business. If you're in the backside of cigar business, if you're in the manufacturing now, because you're going to probably end up having to buy leaf from Oliva Tobacco at some point or another, uh, as they're one of the, you know, the, the major providers of that, uh, to people. So I, I flew down there and I asked Gonzalo to drop me off. And I think brought a buddy of mine, uh, red with me and, uh, they dropped us off at the gate, you know, at Prosanixa. And, uh, I remember them taking me into the, uh, the room where they basically inspect, uh, the hands of tobacco, right. That come in. Uh, and, uh, it's that room, you know, right to the left when you go in there and, uh, Gus was the only guy in the room and he was back there looking at tobacco and uh, it was, I, I can't remember what the guards say, but I think for the, I think the very first lines out of Gus's mouth when he looked up at me <laughs> above his glasses was what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was the first time I had met him, and I you know, kind of mumbled out, uh, "Yeah, are you Gus Kira?" Uh, yeah, you know, and it's like you know, I basically was mumbled through the way of trying to, "Hey, uh, I'm here to buy Connecticut Broadleaf." I was wondering if you had any kind of thing. <laughs> Obviously, in way over my head. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was the very first time I'd met him. Um, and, uh, he, he took the time to, uh, to walk me through the, uh, the fermentation areas and show me the Connecticut broadleaf, uh, all of which I could not buy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, at the end of it all, he was like, uh, he basically convinced me not to use it. <laughs> he told me he's just, you know, it's for various reasons. You know, it's an expensive leaf. Uh, much of it all was taken and, and, and spoken for at the time. Uh, and, uh, and he was right. You know, if, if there's anything about Gus is that he is incredibly honest uh, and he's incredibly forthright about his advice. And his advice was, uh, was good. And it was, and, um, uh, and he was right. I, I, if I was not at the point where I should be using Connecticut broadleaf from a cost perspective, from a handling perspective, uh, people in the factory have to build broadleaf. They have to know how to roll broadleaf cigars. Uh, it's not something you probably want to do on a small, uh, scale, you know, in terms of a small factory, uh, it's very expensive, uh, you know, so, uh, and that was, uh, my first, uh, interaction with Gus. And, um, I kind of remember going home a little bit defeated <laughs> and a little bit like, uh, well, I guess it's another San Andreas cigar <laughs> or whatever, or another shade cigar, or another Habano cigar, or a Cuban seed or whatever. And, um, I remember just going home and, uh, I thought, you know what, fuck it, man, um, We'll get there eventually, and I, I, uh, you know, I wrote Gus a nice little note, sent it to the main office, and uh, just thanked him for taking the time to to entertain me and and uh, and whatnot, and um, 
you know, I was in a bar, actually. I was in a restaurant bar uh, tipping back that first beer, you know. And I got a call from Tampa. And this was like, I want to say it, over a year later. And uh, and I'm like, well, I never get any calls from Tampa. I don't know. I don't have anybody in Tampa that I deal with. And uh, and it was Gus. And, uh, you know, he was like, hey, man. He goes, I got your letter. I was like, shit, man, I sent that a fucking year ago. <laughs> no, he was like, I got your letter. Thank you so much. He goes, man, he goes, next time you come down here, uh, I'm going to put your ass to work because you got to know what the fuck you're talking about out there. Yep. And he was 100% right. He's still right to this day. Uh, and he was very generous and, uh, and uh, he offered to help me out, offered to uh, to put me in the right people. And this was before uh, his involvement at Noxa, you know. So this was really when he was just at uh, Prosenixa. And, um, uh, and we've been friends ever since. And I've been fortunate enough to have him in my life as a, uh, as a, as a friend and as a mentor. And as somebody that I look to for advice and, and, uh, and he, he acts as that kind of father figure and tobacco to me, uh, which is incredible because it is such a very small industry when it comes down to it on the manufacturing side. And, uh, and I, I was really fortunate that, uh, Gus got involved at, at, uh, at Noxa and, uh, when he got involved at Noxa, you know, it was one of these things where he kind of showed me what he was getting into. And at that, I, you know, I think Gus would probably be okay with me saying that Noxa was quite the shit show, you know, and they had a lot of issues as a factory, uh, that, that impacted the quality of products that they were making. And if anybody knows Gus, he doesn't like to do anything, uh, you know, half-ass. He doesn't want to produce a bad product he doesn't you know anything that he gets his hands on he wants to do it the absolute best um and that's what he did when he evolved more at noxa and got involved in retooling and re uh reviving and i don't even want to say revive because i wasn't around nox in the earlier days but Knowing Gus, I'd, I'd wager to say that what Noxa is today and what it was before is probably not even close. Uh, I think what he's done is he's turned Noxa into a world-class cigar manufacturing uh, factory that people should know about. And uh, he's done this uh, with a great team of people, um, himself, namely with Raul uh, with Raul Diaz, uh, the master production, uh, the blend, the master blender, the master production manager, the factory manager, uh, and, and a whole slew of support staff, uh, beyond that, you know, he's really, really cultivated a tremendous factory, a tremendous operation. And I'm, I was really, uh, fortunate, very, very fortunate that I could get involved in that at the right time, even despite the FDA stuff, even despite all of the other things. And I remember sitting with Gus and 
he he goes, well, you know, maybe in uh, well, you know, back then he goes, well, maybe you ought to consider making some cigars with us. I was like, Gus, man, are you kidding me? I'll make all my cigars with you, shit, man. I mean, yeah. you don't have to. I mean, it's like uh, it's it's a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to make cigars with you. Of course, you know, and um, and that was uh, several years ago. And 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 you know, zooming today or zooming forward to today, uh, I owe Gus and I owe uh, the people that work there, Raul, I owe, um, the Oliva family, a tremendous amount, a tremendous amount. You know, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing with cigars today without any of those people at all. It, not to the quality that we're, that I think that we're making cigars today that I think that we're delivering today. It's just not, uh, for a smaller company with our limited number of years, uh, in the business, we wouldn't be able to make the cigars that we're making today. It wouldn't be possible. I, 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 that's what I believe. So I owe them a tremendous amount. But yeah, Gus is a phenomenal human being. I don't know if there's a lot of people like that in the world. No, yeah, he is one of one of the most generous um, uh, person I ever met. With like his his time, his willing to teach, his he's just a, a very generous dude and. Uh, for him to take me in for 18 days in March, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's Gus. Yeah, I felt like I outstayed my welcome a little bit. 18 days is a long time. But I said I remember going to. I'm like, hey, if you want, I can. You know, I'm like, 18 days is a long time. He's like, I don't mind getting a hotel. You know, like, no, no, you're well, dude. He's like, we got two houses here. You know, it was um, and even like getting to know Trey. You know, like uh, Trey messaged me on Instagram a couple um. A couple weeks ago, seeing how I was doing, and then we went back and forth talking about the the COVID shit. Because when we were down there, that's when that shit started hitting, you know. And I was getting a little worried about getting back. I had gotten sick down there, <laughs> so every time yeah, I coughed, every time I start, I was coughing. You're like, dude, you got the Rona. I'm like, hey, pump the brakes. <laughs> um, but the cool thing too, it with Gus's place, you never know who's gonna pop in, you know. Uh, Nick's popping in all the time from Foundation. Dion pops in. Uh, AJ Fernandez popped in a few times you know it's he's uh yeah i've yeah. never heard of those guys yeah it's uh <laughs> you you i remember the first time like uh i met you <laughs> at, at gus's you know yeah um and then the well, last it's a time small I'm, it's a small industry right yeah. it's an even smaller town and um and everybody knows everybody and um it seems like at least amongst the bigger players right yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I mean it's a uh, it's a great congregational uh, thing, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm you glad three, to see you survived. Yeah, you three are uh, you Nick and Dion are in SLE quite a bit. Like you guys are regularly down there, which is that shows a lot, speaks a lot to you guys that you're down there checking on production and then always learning stuff. Like I remember we had a, a one hour discussion just on Candela. <laughs> that one one of the yeah nights there. yeah you know? i don't i'm not a big fan of candela personally but uh yeah i it is kind of beautiful it's kind of an interesting thing it's kind of interesting history behind it and i see a lot of it in barber poles nowadays maybe i don't know who gets the credit for bringing that back if that's like a roma craft thing maybe roma craft was the first first people that i saw kind of do like a you know an accented barber pole or whatever uh, Noxa was doing the, the ogre for a long time. The oh, that's ogre. right. That's right. I'm sorry. I took I took some fame away from uh, 
from Noxa, yeah. Yeah, they so, were doing those with uh, Christian. Yeah. So was Noxa so Noxa started in nineteen ninety six, right? I I I think that sounds right. I'm not a uh, I'm not necessarily a uh, a Noxa uh, historian, <laughs> but for me it started with you know when I started doing business with them with Gus and whatnot, but uh, uh, and Raul. But uh, yeah, I think it is one of the older factories in um, Esteli, and I believe it was started. Uh, with Lou Rothman, or primarily with Lou Rothman when he was in the industry. JR Cigars, right? Yeah, JR Cigars, correct. And it was primarily started for his uh, alternatives business, or his, uh, um, I think they call it alternatives, you know, the JR mm-hmm. alternatives yeah. and stuff. And so he built, a, he built a tremendous business, and I understand, I think they were up to, at their peak, I thought it was somewhere like 120,000 cigars a day, which is oh, wow. enormous. I, mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's the numbers that uh, I remember hearing when they were at their peak in the cigar boomish uh, time frame. Um, I don't know when. When is the when do people consider the end of the cigar boom? I I don't know what that date is, so I don't know if that's ended to end of nineties or. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so I got my my buddies here, and he just fired up a uh, El Baracho Maduro, and he said it was really good. Oh, my man. First time smoking it, yeah. Alex, my good boy. Oh, shout out to Alex. Love you, man. <laughs> uh, Dom. Yeah. I'm sure you, any, uh, you want to follow that up? With, yeah, yeah, no. And, I want to ask, Ian, are you in Fresno right now? I am. How hot is it there? Uh, it's in the uh, high uh, 90s, I think, right now. I, I'd be honest, I haven't even – I've been working my butt off lately, so I haven't gone out a whole lot. But – uh, I think this week it's supposed to be in the uh, in the high 90s, low 100s. It's 101 according to my uh, according to my app. So what I heard recently for our Canadian listeners and anyone else who uses Celsius, uh, Fahrenheit is just a percentage of hotness. So zero degrees Fahrenheit, that's pretty cold. 100 degrees, that's pretty hot. Anything beyond that is extreme. Is that, that I feel like that strange. holds up pretty much. Yeah, I, I think that sounds right. I used to remember the formula. It's like you know something minus thirty two or something like that. I don't know for Celsius. Yeah, not my area of expertise. All right, uh, Ian, and then uh, Tyler, I want to know your thoughts as well. If you're standing at the corner of a street, getting ready to cross, and it's taking a long time, do you fold your hands in front of you? Do you put them in your pockets? Do you fold them behind you? Oh my god! Uh, I do a little bit of all, I guess. Really? You do all three? Yeah, I'll go. Well, I don't do the behind, but I'll put my hands in my pocket or I'll that's, cross them. That's what I want to talk about. Ian, what do you hmm. do? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't stand in a lot of crosswalks, to be honest. I live in a suburb, man. Uh, you're doing something <laughs> wrong if you're hitting a crosswalk. Oh, All right, because I I've always seen uh, <laughs> old men doing the thing like their uh, their hands behind their body, but my brother does it. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's just old soul. Yeah, I don't know. Do you stand at like attention or do you? No, the, the hands just... in the pockets kind of weird. Well, then the next question is: Do you do full hands in pockets, just your thumbs, or thumbs sans hands? Thumbs sans thumbs. 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 All right. I think you do the thumbs or something. 
full hand in the pocket, it's just awkward. You got to have some big pockets. Not a lot of cash in those pockets, Tyler. Or small hands. <laughs> Dom, would you say your shorts are six inches long, ten inches, or will they're less than ten? I believe it's a five point five inseam. <laughs> Because you wear the short shorts, and I know they're coming back in a big way. They're just shorts. They're not short shorts. Shorts are the name of them. But they're like, what, a half a hand above knee, you would say? Well, your shorts. the size of your hand, man. Uh, half a hand? No, wait, like two hands above my knee. Come on. <laughs> you're, you're wearing half pants at that point to your knee. This isn't the NBA. Go back to the old school NBA, man. I'm like an inch below my knee, I would say. Below your knee? You try to go running and your pants fall down because it catches on your knee. It's like a capri pant. You wear like a capri. You never know when it's going to rain. No, it's (laughs) it's, uh, a capri. Uh, Jonathan Drew wears capris. (laughs) Ian don't answer anything. That's not right. Okay, Ian, are you concerned that dapper is very close to the word crapper? I sleep... Uh, you know, I I lose a little bit of sleep over it. All right. I do I do lose a little sleep, and uh, I'm more concerned that it's close to diaper. Oh, okay. See. Yeah. And uh, for a while, every time we would sign up for like a local wine festival, they would just add the Dan to it. Like there was Dapper always a, <laughs> there was always a Dan, and then we would show up, and they'd have the sign, and we're like. Dan, so we like, ah, oh, man, cut the Dan out. So we cut Dan out, and then people would always go, "Hey, man, uh, where Dan come? Where where'd Dan go?" Like, <laughs> Dan's, we're like, Dan's dead, man. <laughs> Dan's dead. This is dapper now. They're like, really? He died? I'm like, no, man. There's no Dan. All right. Like, oh, you guys aren't the dapper. There's like this disappointment, like on both levels. Dan's dead, and you guys aren't dapper Dan cigars. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Weird, huh? Do you Awkward. feel like there's any? Uh, do you feel like there's any pressure to dress up for an event, or do you just come in your docker and your um, your uh, Perry Ellis a lot of checkered that. shirt? Yeah. Okay. You're not, yeah, okay. no people. Uh, Three piece suit, top hat, people, cane. Yeah, people are like, you guys aren't that dapper. They're like, well, the cigars are, man. Now it, it's it is kind of a little bit of a thing, though. Uh, you know, I don't I don't really. Uh, pay too much heed to it matter of fact i think if i'm doing something right maybe nobody will ever know who i am maybe that'll be the best uh that would be the best business plan if we're if we're really doing something right then you'll never have to see me i can be an estily uh sort and leaf with uh with, with gus or something okay. uh <laughs> with soccer so, so you're going like the dion route then Lugiani. Uh, um, no, I don't know if it's by purpose. I just kind of, uh, I've always thought that one of the tough things about the cigar industry for a lot of brands, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a tough thing is that there's a heavy demand for you to be there and you to be the man. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that means being on the road a lot and that means doing a lot of events but in all honesty, I'm not that interesting to talk to, and I'm certainly not dapperly dressed all the time. And um, 
Yeah. So uh, if we're doing something right, that means that I'm letting uh, our sales guys get out there, grind it, and do the right things. And we continue to make great cigars at a good price point. And uh, if we do those things, I, you know, hopefully I don't have to be out there as much. I don't know. Is that a good answer? Maybe not. Yeah, that's a great. Can we talk about how great um, uh, cigar brokers? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> cigar brokers are? I got no. I got no issues with cigar brokers. No, no one does. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's the cool thing about like the shop I work at is um, they. I mean, it's like for the nerds out there. Yeah, they want to meet. Um, they want to meet the guy behind the brand, but. At the end of the day, yeah. they look at they'll, they'll look at me and um, the staff at Lake Country, Matt, the owner, and, and they'll say, "What should I? What would I like?" So, and you know, like we had the we had a, a, a uh, event scheduled with Nick, um, in uh, a couple weeks ago, but obviously with the Corona shit, he couldn't make it, and we still had a, a fucking amazing event, even though um, Nick wasn't there. You know, uh, luckily we had the grasshoppers and everything, but for our shop, it's a lot of like. Yeah, it's cool to see them, but, you know, they'll look at us. What should we buy? What should I buy? You know? Well, you know what? You're uh, you're 100% right. And the way we look at it is you are our company. You're an extension of our company. People that, um, people that work at shops that are educated pallets, even developed pallets. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh you know, you guys are an extension of our brand because we're not ever there. I Even if I showed up for two hours one night once every three years and I uh, oversaddled you with a purchase because, you know, you got to buy X amount for to get my ass on a plane or something. Uh, you know, uh, that only does so much. Yeah, it's great every once in a while. But at the end of the day, you know, you're there all the time. And you're an extension of our brand, and you're the most important sales component of the of the deal. I mean, beyond obviously our sales representation, and beyond our you know, we we have to obviously live up to our brand promise. We have to we have to keep making good cigars. We have to be on our game. We've got to be on our inventory. We've got to you know treat you right. We got to make sure we handle everything well, but day to day in and day out, it's the guys that are working in the brick and mortar stores and the guys that are online talking about our brand and the people that are posting it. They are our brand. They are dapper cigars. You know, it's not me. Uh, and, uh, that's an important thing. And, uh, you know, I think now it's even more important because obviously nobody's going to be traveling around the country, going to scar shops in, in, uh, at least in the last couple of months, it's been pretty limited. But you guys are a very – you guys are our brand. You're extension of our brand. When you, we have a great retailer like uh, Lake Country Cigars, you guys are our brand. You guys are our face. You're our representation of that. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's the most important key element of selling cigars, I think, to, to, to brick and mortar and to – and even online. You know, small batch cigars, they represent our brand. You know, we we have a we have a relationship with them. We have a relationship with certain brick and mortar retailers. You know, it's it's a two way street for us. You know, so yeah, yeah. So uh, Rico sent me a message today. He's heading down to St. Louis, so he's gonna listen to the podcast. Well, he, I don't Who's know if Rico? I was. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> um, just kidding. 
Yeah, he's uh, a yeah. he's a he's, he's a broker for Dapper, and I'm I'm letting Dom know. Obviously, we know. Uh, he's a um, Ian's broker in uh, the Midwest, but uh, I think he thinks we're doing this live or something. So, but it probably will be up what Saturday, Dom. I don't know. Friday. Yeah, hopefully. As ASAP. soon as possible. Because we uh, last episode did not record. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully this one does. You're, you're, you got to first make, you got to recreate the last episode, right? Oh, man, I feel bad for Miguel was brought it from Crown Heads. He brought it. I had my new Wi-Fi. I got the mic back up and it down fucked up. So, I mean, he's got to live with that. The mic looks good there. It wasn't my the mic, mic gives... You know, the mic, the mic gives you an air of authority. It's like, you know, yeah, it's, it's legitimate with the mic. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now you, ne- next thing you got to do is get some doors and then, <laughs> you know, it's, it's complete. <laughs> uh, Ian, what's with the, uh, Desolito? I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's the one with the rooster on it. So here's the deal because we get bombarded lately from people um, about buying it, which I am very flattered that people want to buy it without ever having tasted it. Awesome. Um, that's, uh, that's always a win. But uh, what we did is I've been working on this blend for at least two to three years and um, been going back and forth. We're trying to make cigars that, well, let me back it up. From a high level, we try to make cigars that taste uniquely different between the lines. Exclusively uh, different. Exclusively different, one may say. <laughs> and believe it or not, this is actually something that I learned uh, a little bit early on from Sokka. You know, I don't generally say a, a lot of uh, flattering things about other people, but uh, one night I was sitting down with uh, Sokka a long time ago and talking about this exact thing. Um, and we didn't agree on you know, a whole lot of everything, whatnot. Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting there, you know, agreeing with everything he says or whatnot, but he did say something that I thought was very poignant and that you wanted to make cigars, uh, that as a company did not compete with each other. And so if you were going to take customers away, why would you take customers away from a cigar that in your own portfolio? And, uh, that's kind of always stuck with me a little bit because I, he said it in a way that I thought about it and I just never verbalized that per se, but he's exactly right. And that's exactly what we try to do. We try to make cigars that are all uniquely different in the line so that you can smoke one cigar, uh, in the line and go, Oh my God, that tastes like this. And then you smoke another one. You go, well, I don't like that. It's this other one's more my, you know, my, my style. And so with Desvalido, and in, in, with really all of our cigars in general, we just don't really make very strong cigars in terms of nicotine strength and in terms of the flavor you get on your palate. And when I say strong, I'm saying things that are more pepper forward, uh, things that have a little bit more uh, bite. And we've just never done that because I generally don't smoke those cigars myself. Excuse me. Um, and so with Desvalido, we... And with a couple other cigars that we're coming out with, uh, these cigars are a little bit out of my wheelhouse. They're things that uh, I normally don't smoke, and I've kind of had to shift my palate a little bit to uh, to to smoke them. Uh, 
And so, you know, myself, I've been smoking a lot of strong cigars that even are not our cigars to try to get into the mind frame of what I like in a very strong cigar. So Des Valido's a stronger cigar, probably the stronger, more, uh, more pepper forward cigar that, uh, that we've ever made. And, uh, we have another cigar coming out as well. That's going to be like that. Um, probably in the fall here. So probably you'll start seeing stuff coming out in the next you know, couple months. Um, now at the PCA, not here. So we'll, we'll, we'll release them anyways, but Des Valido, the ones that are out there, if you see them posted, it's because over the years, over the last two years, I've blended several iterations of the cigar and I've given those out to people that I meet or through events or, you know, just here and there really to gauge what they're thinking about it. And so, yeah, are all the ones that are out there the same blend? No, for sure. They're not the same blend. There's probably three or four iterations of things that have been out there and they've been very different. They've used very different uh, leaf. They've used, some of them have been more Honduran uh, in filler. Some of them have had broadleaf. Some of them have not had broadleaf. We can San Andres that we, uh, that we put out there. But so, so the ones that you see out there are variations of the blend that eventually led up to what we're you, what we're going to release. We do have the cigars made. They are um, uh, we did settle on a blend, uh, and uh, they will come out in probably a couple months. They're oh, sleeping wow. right now. You so you have no blend information on it at all on your website. Yeah, it's all undisclosed. Nice. We went. Uh, we left it undisclosed because we had a lot of variations of different cigars out there. And we didn't want people posting, especially if it was a blogger or somebody like, oh, well, you got to get the cigar. It's a you know, Mexican San Andres wrapper. Mm. And, and then all of a sudden the other guy gets and goes, that's not a San Andres wrapper. That's not, you know what I mean? So when, when the cigar releases, we will uh, we'll release the, the blend uh, to as much as we can. Um, there's only one. A bit of tobacco in there that is uh, something that we can't release, but uh, we will release the blend, and people will be able to uh, to learn about what they're smoking. And we're going to try to release. And we're actually going to try to be more transparent about everything, and that's kind of uh, something that we're working on internally too. So you'll see more about that later. I'm disappointed you didn't give me any when we were down in uh, Nicaragua. Unbelievable. Um. <laughs> No comment. I want to there was. Uh, how do you know? How do you know? I, for 18 days. I did. I may have given you one and told you it was something else. You didn't give me Ian, shit down there. Ian, did Tyler give you <laughs> give you one of his like ten cigars that he rolled? I didn't roll them. No, oh. no. But Tyler did hook me up with a freaking Davidoff uh, year of the rat. Was it rat? Yeah. You're the rat, which is, you know, extremely generous because those cigars are extremely expensive. They're really more expensive than I can afford personally. I felt uh, bad for you. Why I got? Yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> you know, after coughing on me that uh, coronavirus, that you, um, I felt like that was a very generous thing you do. But no, uh, that was really nice and. I smoked that cigar right after I got off the plane in L.A., and I have about a three-and-a-half-hour drive back, uh, drive back through terrible yeah. traffic. 
And that freaking cigar saved my ass, man. It, I was stuck in L.A. traffic for like an hour and a half. And that cigar just put me like right. It was a really good cigar. And uh, I'm not just saying that because it was an expensive cigar. It was a good cigar um, because of the whole timing and everything. So I appreciate that. Good looking out for your boy, uh, Tyler. Much love to you. Um, I'll have to repay you. Hey, so we're uh, about at the one-hour mark, I think, without editing. Uh, Tyler, you have any last questions before? That was already an hour? No, we do. It flew by. Unless I started this before. I don't know, man. Yeah, we fucked around. We started at 7, so it's only been... There's uh, We fucked around forever on the... Ian went through like 10 different devices. (laughs) Uh, Are you shit. reading from a script there, Tyler? What do you got, man? No, I didn't. And, and am I going to ask you guys questions? I feel like I should ask you guys some questions. I feel like Dom is trying to rush this podcast a little bit. I mean. No, I'm just nervous. Like once once we finish, I'm just going to go right away, check, make sure it recorded. Yeah, we might it's, have to call it, you in back hey, later. It's only right? happened twice in like half a year. So it's That's probably fine. Bad, probably no problems at all. Look, yeah. truth be told a rehearsal if you lose the entire thing we'll record 15 minute segments over the next week and uh, we'll piece it all together it'll be way funnier that's actually what i'm too you could you know you could i'm taking like uh five second or ten second segments of each episode and compiling them into like a year-long thing hopefully at the end there you go there you go i feel like dom just took all the all the momentum out of this uh interview here my goodness. Anyway, you got to bounce back, Dom. You, All right. You, gotta, yeah. you, should, you should watch the We got at uh, least 20 dance. more minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually, I just watched the first four episodes with my dad when I visited. And I told him I wasn't going to watch anymore until I visited again because he's a huge MJ. Huge M. Huge MJ? That sounds funny. Yeah. Fan. MJ you know? fan. Yeah. Um, Who wasn't th- an MJ fan? Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> uh the owner of the bulls well no, played I, I haven't seen the uh jerry jerry Krause. i haven't seen that yet i don't watch much tv man um fuck damn it dom you fucked up everything no, go, go ahead keep going give me give me uh give you in some questions man Dude, Ian, I- you said you got some questions for us okay look hey, how about this well before- i I don't have any questions for you, but I can certainly ask you some questions. Okay, I'll let you think about it. But all right, let's talk about bad decisions made in Esteli, like uh, riding a motorcycle at 3 a.m. without a helmet. That is not a good decision, for yeah. sure. That's definitely, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think riding a motorcycle in Nicaragua period as a non uh nicaraguan is probably a bad idea um you know i don't have an itemized list but i could start making up the list right now one i don't know if your insurance policy from geico covers uh the nicaraguan terrain and country as a whole or whatever it is Mm -hmm. uh two the road infrastructure in Nicaragua is generally um, not great. 
you know, uh, so you have to have like native knowledge of the uh, potholes and ditches and embankments and those things. Uh, yeah, not good. The, the no helmet thing, probably never a great idea. But at night in Nicaragua, not, uh, yeah, terribly, uh, not terribly good. Yep. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, next time you're down there, I'm going to send you some knee pads for when you go biking. No, I'm never biking again. I felt like... Well, you can still use uh, the knee pads. Yeah, great. So um, Gus sat me down and talked to me for a while, and it felt like... I had let down my dad. Like I felt so guilty afterwards. <laughs> and then, uh, which is, you know, it shows he cares. I'll never do that again. Um, and that's what I like about Gus is he's, he's, you know, there's, he's given me a lot of advice, just like life advice, you know, help me buy in the house. And so I, that's when I'm like, Oh, I really fucked up when, uh, <laughs> when, when Gus, like, like it wasn't, I felt so bad, so bad. And then, well, the whole, hey. oh, yeah. You know what? It says a lot about your character for you to feel bad about it. And he's 100% right. I mean, you know, in some respect, right? He bears a little bit of responsibility for you. And I didn't think uh, about that either, man. You don't you don't exactly uh, fare too well in a Nicaraguan hospital, I think. No, well, I was going to say, you had to borrow me money to. to <laughs> I don't never carry money, so I had to cash up you 20 bucks for the medication. Oh, that's um, right. I remember that. Uh, no, well, I'm going around thought, without money. I thought the medication was forty. To to be honest, no, forty. No, with. yeah, 40. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't believe I did that. I felt. What I, was what was the medication for again? Dude, it was like some over the counter stuff. It was because uh, my nose was clogged, so something unclogged my nose. But I felt That's like right. shit. That's right. And then I remember like Gus came home like during lunch, and I was still there. He's like. You're not at Pro Sneak, so I'm like, I'm still not feeling well. And he's like, just shook his head and left. I'm like, oh my god, I'm I keep I, every time I turn around, I'm fucking up down here. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that was, what a, happened, that was yeah. a really bad time for you to get a sinus infection. Like for there to be yeah. a gringo in Esteli during the onset of virus and get your first sinus infection in life, that's not good. That was definitely poor timing on your part. Yeah. And then instead of, you know, like normally when you get a sinus infection, you usually lay low and do not smoke five cigars a day. Ten. But since you've ne- ten. Since you've never had a sinus infection, you weren't aware of the respiratory uh, protocol. So that was kind of that probably didn't make it good, uh, make it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Gus talked like the first time I met Gus. Um, like the, when I first I was staying with him, I got it. It was like an intervention between Mo, Skip, and uh, and Gus at Gus's house about my weight. You know, that was the first thing. It was like I'm sorry. Mo, yeah. <laughs> they talked to you about your. They had an intervention about your weight. Yeah, and Skip's like, look, he's like, Tyler, I've been fat for seven years. You've been fat for life. I'm like, oh, wait, how'd you know that? And A, you're right. <laughs> Tyler, B, this, you're right. Tyler, this wasn't your trip, though, in March, correct? No, this was uh, July when I was at right around my heaviest. Yeah, I just want to uh, clarify that. Yeah, so. How, how heavy were you, Tyler? My heaviest, I was 420. Blaze yeah, it. That's a convenient uh, 
Yeah. Wait there. And now I'm about 295-ish, but I'm also 6'3", so. Um, but uh, That's a tremendous amount of weight you lost, man. Good for you. Yeah, I feel great. I've been lifting weights now at work, and then I'm playing basketball. Are you supposed to tell people you're lifting weights at work? Or you, you uh, edit? Dom, you want to edit that out? No, I, I saw him post videos of that. I'm like, dude, I wish I had a gym open. What are you doing down there? Or up there, I guess, Wisconsin land. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's at work the gym. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they have a gym my, at the airport. Well, so uh, the airline I work at has a little uh, weight thing. We're trying to get a punching bag there now. Next, I'm gonna get a gym at the school I work at. Yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Oh. <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> so okay, let's let's go back to the nitty gritty, Ian. How many of those dapper signs do you have in uh, in inventory? That's a uh, undisclosed amount. I need to buy one from you for my lounge. Tyler, you can't try to whistle things every episode. I'm going to buy it. Hopefully at a discount. <laughs> so I already gave we'll you $100. To, uh, already we'll, gave you we'll $100 to, to have it off. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even going to give me the you're not even give me the wholesale on that one. You're gonna go straight on the retail side of that? No, yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah. Not, he's not even trying to get it for the language. He's trying to get it for his he's, house, private residence. Oh, he's talking oh, about the Davidoff, the cigar. Yeah, I, well, I went. I even went California retail, not even wow. Wisconsin. Forty. What bucks. is what is the Wisconsin retail for a Davidoff here? The rat? Probably like forty dollars. Holy shit! It's about a. I I, I kid you not. It's about I hear that cigar. Yeah. Well, we'll have to uh, work something out. We actually, uh, we were on a tear with the manufacturer to get those signs made in a smaller format so that that something that we could sell to consumers at a decent price. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I don't know what we list that thing for. It's probably over $300 now. Because it is. It's $500? Yeah. It's worth every penny. But regardless... (laughs) uh, Best sign in the business, bro. Uh, the extreme cost in making those is uh, it, it is very expensive to make those, and we have a lot of cash to do it because you got to make a certain amount of them, and uh, it's a sick amount of money. But we'll have to figure something out, Tyler. We'll work yeah, it out, brother. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I want to buy it for sure. And I'm sure shipping isn't, yeah, but that needs to be um, in my lounge. Um, I'd be proud. I'd be proud to display it. All right. It'll be right. the, we'll work the something f- out. The first dapper, um, a private lounge. Yeah, is it? It's open to public too, right? We're gonna sell some. No, to the it's, public? It, yeah, because there's, no, there's no doors in his house. <laughs> the old door is back on, held on by two screws. <laughs> Alex is giving me a dirty look. <laughs> the guy who helped me with it. Uh, uh yeah. So, um, we'll work it out. Tyler, we'll figure yeah. some way somehow. Great website, though. Um, if you guys are looking for some of the best hats out there. Um, We're I all sold to- out right now. All of them? <laughs> you know, we keep, because we give so many cigars, you know, we give out the hats to the retailers when they want the hats. And with orders and people keep asking. And we never, we don't have like an inventory control between the website and the wholesale side. And so I feel bad because all these people have been ordering these hats and we've had to refund everybody online because we keep going out of hats. And uh, 
so we'll, we're, we're going to put an order in for a larger amount of hats. As soon as they come in, we'll get it right. We'll get everybody uh, squared away. Plus, we got some newer hats that are coming out, too, that are pretty, uh, pretty sick, if I say yeah. so myself. I'm in a dilemma here, and you're not a hat guy. So I have a, I have a huge head, and then if I have any type of hair, hats are almost uh, non um, – I can probably – if I have hair on my head, I can't wear a hat usually. So like, but I want to grow my hair out. What about um, the snapbacks? Uh, the the all black one fits. The red one with the the red bill and the red uh, black blue doesn't I was, fit. I was gonna say do a fryer haircut. Just shave everything off the top. Keep the crown. Wear a hat. Well then, I, well, then I gotta wear the hat all at all times. Good maneuver. I like that. The fryers, great suggestion. But I am thinking about dyeing my hair. What are you gonna dye? What? Uh, bleach blonde or jet black? It's not already bleach blonde. Well, if it's blonder, the the more I'm out in the sun, so maybe I won't have to dye it. I don't know, man. The whole dyeing hair conversation. Uh, uh, I suggest you just wait till you get old enough Ooh. to wear. You got to do it. Or do so. Frosted tips. Do the opposite. Yes. Dye the tips black. Frosted roots. No, dye the tips oh. black. <laughs> I'm at, I've got nothing to add to this. <laughs> you look like an anime character or something. Anime. Anime. Nice. All right, Tyler, you got any questions? Um, what did I have that here? That was a bad question to ask. We went through the crapper. Um, <laughs> and this is your first time meeting Dom. We already went over that. Um. Oh, do's and here we go. Last one. The do's and don'ts of dining in Esteli. But I want to start off first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Ian reminds me of the guy from Zombieland. Um, He's got a list of rules. Like, yeah, this dude has every medication possible down in Nicaragua. He was he was feeding me pills down there. I don't all Zannies. I don't actually. I I do have an impressive pack. Like survival pack, zigzags and yeah, yeah. I had a, a impressive one, but uh, I actually got a friend that's got me beat. There's a friend of ours that uh, travels around with a trach. <laughs> What's the trach? Oh, for your yeah. If you're choking or can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah, and he's got his pack is like five times the size of mine. It's like it's got everything legal and illegal. Like, oh yeah. But yeah, I pretty much carry the basics. I would say do's and don'ts of people that are not from Nicaragua and that have normal, uh, what do they call that, uh, uh, normal stomachs, mm-hmm. Amer- Americanized stomachs where we're only used to certain types of bacteria, shit like that, you know. Uh, I would say one uh, very big do not is you do not eat a salad at a restaurant leafy greens you stay away from lettuce lettuce will kill you so if you do eat lettuce you eat it from a trusted source and you douse it in vinegar and let the vinegar sit for like give it a minute not like the cdc here i'm just these are kind of like the uh, uh soft guidelines of survival based on experience uh so that's a for sure thing. Two, 
be careful with the ice. Don't uh, do not trust the source of ice unless you have uh, visual, you know, on the ice. Is it coming from a filtered water system, etc.? Uh, that will get you. Uh, three, when invited to people's homes and their mothers are cooking, be very leery about, you know, normally as a well-mannered American, you always want to try everything. You want to be hospitable. You want to be polite. I would say in this situation, you probably should just avoid that and just, you know, Try not to be polite and just say that, you know, just make up something uh, because you can wind yourself up in some very precarious situations with that. Um, always travel with modium. Uh, I usually bring the whole box, uh, you know, what's stagger that? where neat anti-diuretic. Uh, okay. I, I picked up a trick that I don't know if it works, but I had a military physician tell me that. If you took one Pepto-Bismol a day, it helps kind of kill some of that stuff that's out there. So I don't know if it actually works, but I sure as hell take one Pepto-Bismol a day. Uh, so I do that. What else? Uh, I was kind of rocking hand sanitizer before it became a thing. So I usually rock the hand sanitizer, and I usually wipe the hell out of the airplane seats. No offense to the airline and the airline companies, but... Those planes are dirty as hell. So I usually uh, clean off the uh, normal suspected areas. Uh, definitely leave your shoes on in the plane. Not a good situation to don't be that guy that takes your shoes off in a plane. It's just gross. And certainly if you do take your shoes off on the plane, don't walk in the bathroom with shoes off. That's oh. even worse. Uh, never eat a sandwich from that little shop in the Managua airport that allows you to smoke in the back. Oh, I didn't know this. Never, ever, ever eat a sandwich from that shop in the airport because it can cause uh, very, very traumatic situations in your life. Uh, trying to think here. I think I covered the big one is uh, be careful where you eat. Oh, Trusted sources if you're going down to Nicaragua, especially Esteli. You got like four restaurants. Stick to those four. Don't venture past the four. The core Just four. The four. The three, the four. Actually, there's a new one. The What's the place that we went to with um, that the Drew Estate guy? The Greenhouse. Greenhouse. Something like Shout that. Shout out. Shout out to Greenhouse. Shout out to them. Phenomenal food down in the middle of nowhere. Uh, very clean, uh, very safe. Uh, Just give yourself you know, a lot of time. It's a yeah. slow. Yeah. Pinareño, good. Uh, also, my personal rule, which uh, I've kind of broken a little bit here and there, but I stand by it. Be leery of the chicken. The pollo will kill you. Oh, no way. Be careful with the chicken. You got to get the chicken from a trusted source. Never a good idea to order seafood from a place that's really far from the ocean. <laughs> Bad idea. Bad idea. Uh, be careful with uh, what else is uh, another standby for me. Uh, this is my own personal thing. Canned sodas. 
you gotta you gotta wipe the rim on that thing. Ah, I never before do that. You, before it. you pop the soda, you gotta. You know these things they 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 leave them in warehouses. Rats are turding all over them and stuff. That's <laughs> not a. Turden. You get you get some Nicaraguan rat turd on there, that could end you. That could that could be uh, that could be your last dance, as they say. Uh, yeah, there's some hard fast rules there. Um, oh, another great rule that I have fell victim to. There are water shortages in Esteli. If you do happen to get immensely sick, be prepared. You know. Be prepared. Toilets actually have to have a tank of water to function. Uh, if they don't have that tank, you're in for a long night. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Very we won't solid. Get the details on that one, Ian. We'll yeah, see. you know, actually, the most common one that I think you even fell victim to, and that uh, I know a lot of guys that go down there fall victim to, is uh, yeah, you can't flush toilet paper down. Uh, I still flush it. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna you're gonna cause an issue, man. You can't do it down there. You gotta. Oh, this was like it when I walked in here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, man. Yeah, don't go into that, man. I don't know what happened, but bro. Yeah, no, that's a bad one. For some reason, people, uh, you know, people they they really should put that on the entry to the country. They they need to have that on a pamphlet or something to to remind people. And you're a, you're a baby wipe kind of guy too, right? You carry baby wipes with you? No, no, I carry the uh, the bleach wipes, man. I go with the Clorox wipes. Baby wipes don't do anything, man. There's there's no antibacterial function. There's no there's no uh, there's no cleansing agent on there. It just make you feel good. Oh, okay. Do you, you wear uh, do you wear shower flip flops when you shower down there? Uh, typically so. Oh my lord! Oh my, hey. Okay. Nail, nail fungus is no laughing matter. Athlete's foot is not anything to joke about. Athlete's foot is is terrible when you're not an athlete. It's not, <laughs> not a. <laughs> in, in college, I didn't realize the purpose of flip flops in bathrooms. Because I, I saw everyone Hell yeah. wearing them in, so I would wear them in, and then I would leave them, take them off, and get in the shower. I know people wore them in the showers. <laughs> no, that that's the whole point. That's yeah. the, that's the part where it's the worst, man. Missed out on that one. That's yeah, why I dropped out it, of school for some what, what I do, man, is uh, people think I'm nuts on this one, but, uh, you know, when you're going through those TSA checkpoints, you know, how they used to, you know, sometimes they'll make you pull off your shoes. So on my entry into the, uh, to the TSA checkpoint, I take extra socks. And I just huck them, man, after, after <laughs> I go through it. Adios. You know what I mean? So those, those will keep you safe, healthy surviving in the travel world of uh of foreign countries that turned out to be some gold right there that's that's worth uh, yeah you know send your donations in uh cash app and race <laughs> no that'll help that'll help help you with a lot I've, I've learned a lot of uh things not to do unfortunately the uh painful way um lots of nights on the can Lots of nights, uh, lots of airplane trips uh, that, you know, you just like you're clenched, just like hoping you can make it, oh you, know? you know, you know, you get a f few bouts of uh, food poisoning and it changes your life, man. It's like uh, it's like finding God. Yeah, you, you, everything gets real clear. You See, know what I mean? And that's why I've been lucky where 
Um, I haven't been sick once now. Well, besides my liar <laughs> issue, but with the food stuff, I've had no problems at all because Gus takes us to the same place for lunch, and then we all help prepare dinner and he, breakfast is the same thing every. You know, so it's uh, well, yeah. If you if you eat with Gus, you will not be sick because Gus used to run. A, he told you he used to run a restaurant, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Sandwich shop or sandwich shops. He's the cleanliest person on earth. That guy has sanitation down to a, a PhD level. You yeah. know, the CD, the CDC should just hire him. And like, uh, you know, there would be no coronavirus in like 14 days. Like the whole, the whole place would be, uh, eradicated. Yeah. He sat yeah. me down and we talked about my nails. They were showing just a little bit of the white. He's like, you don't want any of that cut it down short, you know, he's like, he's like, you've been digging around. He's like, I don't want to be your dad or anything, but you've been digging around. I went immediately and clipped my nails. And I'm like, I'm like, I just did it. I'm like, they're pretty short too. So I've been picking up that. I've been, I clip them like fucking every other day. See, look at that. Making life changes here. He's turning me into a man. <laughs> he's, he's gradually little by little, you know, you know, you got to wear a helmet when you're riding on a motorcycle. No, I'm good never good motorcycle. idea. You know, clip your nails down. Don't eat the lettuce. See, these are all survivalist kind of things, man. I had one, never, one I had never eaten a salad until I went down there. Um, the I one would that never got, say that. What? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, I've tried a lot of new foods when I was down there. Ceviche? You, you never had ceviche either, right? I didn't like that. Yeah, most of it I did not like. What's uh, your but, Tyler? What's your favorite food that you've had in uh, in Nicaragua? Um, I'm going to take over the interview here. You, you, you're... Dude, I look that first night we were down there in August, he made this like tenderloin that was delicious, but his pot roast is, is amazing. Um, I think one of the best meals I had was at the, um, Darren's place. Um, build a farm, Daryl, uh, Darren farm, farm to table. Yeah. Dude, Which is no made... longer there. What? I was just there in March. Oh, really? I, I yeah. thought I, I didn't think he was there anymore. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a done deal. No, it's back. Yeah, and uh, that was delicious. But every night is a, a treat at Gus's house. He always makes some really delicious food. But I love the um, the pot roast, man. Did you ever try the uh, Did you ever try one of those uh, pigs that they cook the the whole pig? Where they they roast that and, and no, I've never done that. That is phenomenal. Where do you get that done at? Get the crispy um, skin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a guy that does it, and I think the pigs come from Papine. I think oh, Papine's got okay. this big. Uh, I think he's got this large meat processing thing that he started up, and uh, uh, those are phenomenal. Uh, the other thing I've had down there that's phenomenal was uh, AJ. Apparently, uh, I don't know if this is 100% true, but it sounds true. But AJ apparently uh, has his own cattle for his personal consumption. And uh, he apparently, like, looked up, you know, what they do to uh, cows in uh, uh, Wagyu or whatever in Japan. And I guess he's got some guys out there, you know, rubbing them down and feeding them beer and shit like that. And uh, one day we went over to eat at his house, and uh, he had these uh, 
uh, he had these bone in uh, tomahawks. Well, I guess it has to be a bone in to be a tomahawk. Yeah. But anyways, uh, he had some tomahawks and uh, they cooked the hell out of him because, you know, Nicaraguans, they, you know, not that AJ's Nicaragua is Cuban, but generally Spanish speaking nations usually will cook the hell out of beef, right? They're not going to eat mm-hmm. that thing rare. And so I was super skeptical of that thing. And I will tell you what, man, that was probably the most fatty, like, piece of meat that was just absolutely delicious. It was insane. He must have those guys, like, you know, rubbing these guys down all day long or something, patting them or whatever he's doing. Gus made that for me and Mo um, the first time we were down there in uh, August. Oh, okay. I don't know where he got the tomahawks from. He's like, yeah, they've been here a while. And then he thawed them out and cooked them there. Fucking delicious. Mo yeah. almost ate the whole boat. Mo ate that, cleaned that fucking bone to. No Mo can eat. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. I I heard you guys uh, before I met you guys. I heard you guys are the guys that don't eat vegetables. So it's like what? Yeah, me and Mo, we uh, but it, it's no pork down there too. With so when you were there, uh, we we made you made pork one night. Um, yeah, on the, the stove. pork is I'm, great. Yeah, no, pork is really good down there. And then uh, Gus has a rule with me now, too, is if I'm eating meat, I can't eat carbs. So it's either carbs and vegetables or meat and vegetables. So for lunch, I got rid of the gallo pinto and I would get the vegetable medley, which was like squash and pumpkins and uh, other shit. And it was pretty good. It's going to change your life, man, eating vegetables. It's a good maneuver. Yeah, I mean, I'm still only eating green beans up here. I haven't really, but I just don't like. I don't like. I don't like cold vegetables. They got to be cooked. Carrots. That's embarrassing. Dom, you a vegetable eater? Yeah, of course. I eat, <laughs> I eat like a carrot a day when I'm teaching. <laughs> well, I'm glad you you've been making these uh, layered improvements on your life, Tyler. You're going to be a better man for all of it. Uh, that door is going to come up so much easier after all those vegetables and protein. And you're going to be so strong and rip the door off its hinges after it gets put up. I have to turn it into a sliding door, huh? There you go. <laughs> all right. God, I hope this fucking records Dom. Yeah. You're telling me, man. All right. I'll- close out question. What song has been stuck in your head today or this week? Tyler, if yours is Ramble On by Led Zeppelin again, you're fired. Um, for uh, me, I think Patience by Guns N' Roses. Just like th- just the end of it where the guitar starts slamming a little bit. Tyler, what you got? Ian, what do you got? Go, You go first. Man, I, I've been so busy this last week, I, I wish I could answer that. I don't even have a song that is stuck in my head this week. It's a bad uh, thing to be at. I'm kind of, I think my brain's kind of fried after this week. Well, I will say that I don't. There's not a song stuck in my head, but I've been listening to some older um, albums. Like I went back and I started listening to some of the old Radiohead stuff in Rainbows and Kid A. That's not old. That, Radiohead, come on. Um, it, isn't late in 90s. Rainbows their latest album? No, In Rainbows came out in '07. That's uh, 14 years ago almost. Oh my bad. Uh, and then Kid A came out in 2000. That was Dom uh, 20 years ago. So, yeah, that's not uh, uh, new by any means. Uh, but 
if we were going by new music, um, there's a rapper whose his name is Gunna. He's got a new album out. I've been listening to that. And then uh, I, oh, I listened to the Social Network soundtrack. I like that soundtrack. So that was very eclectic, Tyler. You're you're a uh, you're a, a music aficionado or a connoisseur, huh? I like all kinds of music. Um, Ian, just real quick before Tyler spits out some more garbage, uh, eclectic. You <laughs> used it's a sixth grade spelling word and connoisseur as well. Nice. We we're supposed to have a word of the day for each of these podcasts, but Tyler was slacking this week. Vegetables. Vegetables. Eat them. Learn them. Yeah, I just want to Ooh, say Dom vegetables, did no prep work for this. Vegetables by Beast Boys. Good song. Yeah. BC Boys. That's a uh, that's a band I should probably listen to more of. It'd be Sabotage. Nice. <sighs> All right. Ian, thanks uh, again, man, for being on. Hope this records. It. Tyler, get some sleep. Uh, put that door up. Get some sleep. You guys are the ones who are tired. Motherfuckers. No one said we were tired. You're the one yawning, man. <laughs> I mean, all right. Whatever you say, Dom. All Thanks right. for having me on, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. On that it. note. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for everything. I appreciate all the things you guys are doing and saying about the company. It really matters. And uh, Tyler, you're a great cat. I'm happy to be your friend. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys out there. Tyler, look forward to seeing you down in Nika. Dom, look forward to seeing you up there in uh, in Fremont, man. Sounds good. All right. Take care, guys. Rock and roll. Yeah. yeah.